Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diary of an Ex-English Major, the show that discusses literature and media like in your favorite English seminar course. I'm your host, Deja, a blogger at cityofdeja.com, and in today's episode, I interview Jill, an ex-English major and bookstagrammer from the account at BookNerdReads. In this episode, we discussed her longtime reader status, publishing internships, as well as the ins and outs of the book Instagram community. Happy listening. Jill, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Great. So my first question for you, um, well, first off, the questions I'm going to ask you will give me and our listeners a bit of background on uh, your academic background studying English as well as your reading life. So my first question for you is what was the name of your major or concentration that you studied? I went to the University of Pittsburgh and my major was English literature and a minor in creative writing. Okay, cool. So English literature with a minor in creative writing. How did you come to decide on English literature when you were um, choosing your major for college? Yeah, I listened to you talk about your journey to oh. becoming becoming an English major, and it made me really reflect on my own journey. Yeah, And I feel like I'm a little bit different from okay. your story because for me, it's always been books. Okay. Like I remember reading just as long as I have known how to read mm. uh, my mom my mom even tells people that I taught myself to read which I highly doubt that is true oh my <laughs> that's cool so, though so becoming an English major just seemed like an obvious step for me okay so you were definitely like the lifelong reader and yes did you have any <laughs> like um like along the way were there any point in time where you were like well maybe I'll do this instead or was it like English was always your top choice. English has always been my top choice. But what has changed for me is what I want to do with English. Mm. Like if you had asked me when I was nine years old, what I wanted to be when I grow up, I would have told you I wanted to be a famous author. Mm -hmm. And I still love writing and I would love to publish someday. But honestly, I need like a day job, especially once I actually learned what goes into book writing. Yeah, yeah. So these days, I'm much more interested in publishing. I want to work in marketing or publicity within the publishing industry, especially at like one of the big five publishers. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I, I feel like um, a lot of people have kind of gone through a similar mindset because for the longest time, I didn't actually know that authors like that wasn't what they always did all the time Mm -hmm, (laughs) like you get if if you're lucky you can do that but actually when you're starting out as an author you still you know have your day job and then you have your other full-time job which is writing and I didn't I literally probably didn't even understand that until maybe five years ago uh, which is really cool literally I didn't know the full extent until at least when I got into like book twitter and seeing Mm -hmm. author twitter But even more so, once I actually got into publishing and you see the advances, you see the actual graphs and numbers and you're like, oh, you can't live off that if you're starting out. (laughs) Yeah. So you kind of shifted gears and um, have had more interest in uh, working in publishing and like publicity. So how did that come about for you? This is probably an obvious answer, but Bookstagram. Oh, yes. (laughs) Obviously, working with publishers put it more in the like in my head that 
for a long time, I didn't know like what a day job would look like for me once mm-hmm. I realized that I probably couldn't be profitable as an author. Mm-hmm. So it kind of connected in my head around the time I was like 15 or 16, like promoting books. I do that already for free right? and I get free <laughs> stuff out of it. Why don't I just make that a job? So publishing yeah. seemed like an obvious connection to it. And yeah. it got a lot got a lot easier once I actually started meeting marketers and publicists from my Instagram. Okay, that's that's really cool. And I love like the kind of natural progression that that mm-hmm. um, took because um, like it's true, like Bookstagram or at, at some point on Bookstagram um, doing the free like marketing thing, you kind of realize like, oh, like there's a person whose job it is to like reach out to me and say like hey like we want to send you this book like like it's a whole thing and there's someone who's you know like that's that's kind of a cool job like before I really understood um what that was yeah I I thought that publishing was you know just like editorial but there are these different sectors in it and like yeah like you and I both have had that like I mean, the connection, the the personal connection through like having a bookstagram firsthand. Um, So I think that's really awesome. Um, So on that, how do you think that studying English um, and creative writing has kind of, I guess I'll say like um, informed your interest in publicity, if it has at all, like that, like uh, talking more about uh, the analysis and stuff that you did in school, how do you think that informs um, your new your new career path that you're interested in? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, honestly, I feel like a lot of my publishing journey has kind of stayed isolated to my Instagram. Okay, but I did take a really cool class in my fall semester of senior year called Writing Youth Literature. Technically, I mean it is the English program; it's just the writing class. And actually, the class was originally taught by uh, Siobhan Vivian. Do you know her? I think so. She's a she's a YA contemporary author. Yeah, yeah. She okay. uh, recently worked on Exo Kitty. Actually, oh, okay. she left. She left University of Pittsburgh to go write that show. Oh my and gosh! Also, her her cl- her students were like, "Yeah, you should do that. You should leave. Go yeah, do that." You, <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. That's awesome. <laughs> but. I had a new professor who's a local Pittsburgh author teach it, and he went with more of a business approach to it. So instead of just saying, here's how to write, which is how a lot of the classes I took were, especially for my creative writing minor, Mm. he said, here's how to sell your book. Because obviously, he knows how to sell a book because he's done it a couple of times. And that was such a fresh perspective that I'd never gotten before then in academia. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And I mean, I love that because it's true that some of the classes that you take are more about maybe like the writing process or like how to hook your reader and these types of things. But if you mm-hmm. really want to make it a career, um, you know, like knowing how to sell it is is there <laughs> or like knowing how to be along the way. Like if you're not someone who wants to like submit the book yourself, like being in that space of, um, you know, knowing when a book is like has that potential you know to I guess get get uh to the publishing company at all um so I think that's really awesome and it's kind of cool that you had like those connections through your um school <laughs> with someone who like now yeah. works on this Netflix show that I I binged in a, <laughs> in a weekend you know so how cool is that yeah um, yeah she and Jenny Hahn are really good friends 
Yeah, man, that's that's really awesome. You're <laughs> like, what is that? Like one like person removed from knowing Jenny Han. <laughs> I literally, my roommate took uh, the class with Siobhan Vivian. I was too late though. <laughs> okay, I mean, still, it's still there. Um, so I love that. That's all really good information. So, do you think that? Um, so we've we've ca- we talked a little bit about the sector that you're interested in. Is mm-hmm. there like a well, I guess first I'll ask is um, when did you know that you wanted to kind of leverage your uh, like content creation and like bookstagram professionally? Like, was it when you decided that you didn't want to do um, like you, you didn't want to be an author and you wanted to go into publicity or like how did that happen, I guess? I'd say it happened around the time I was 16 and 17 in that area, because that's when I had to start thinking about college. OK, yeah. That's really cool. Um, you're like one of the first people that I've really have talked to that have had, I guess, like the content creation as uh, something that aids their professional career, which I just find. So it, it's really cool because like not everyone can say like, hey, I have like this bookstagram account and I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and now I'm like stepping into uh, publicity. So I think that's really awesome. And it makes you super unique. Um, Thank you. So within that, do you have or do you know what your dream career would be? Uh, Still working on it at the moment, I'd say. Like marketing, publicity, I mentioned. I'd say marketing manager or publicist. Those are some of the higher level uh, roles within those industries. You're right. Yeah, that's really cool. And I mean, I'm I'm still in the same boat of figuring out what I would <laughs> want my dream career to be um, in any sense. Um, but I think that, I don't know, like knowing that you've already kind of seen one side of like the marketing industry as like someone who, um, you know, was on the receiving end. I feel like that's mm-hmm. going to give you a really like unique perspective um have you already kind of dipped your toes in it with like internships or anything else to inform your um decision yeah last year I interned at gallery books which is an imprint for Simon and Schuster and at the end of last year I interned at Macmillan Audio which is the audiobook imprint for Macmillan okay that's really awesome like between the two um did you like one more than the other or were they both like really fruitful experiences I can't pick between them if this is going to be public <laughs> okay <laughs> but no, I wasn't no I wasn't Macmillan audio for six months so I'll admit I I mean I was working 35 hours last summer oh wow. so that was like three months I'm working almost full-time like I got yeah. very com- I got very comfortable with that imprint and the people I was working with yeah that's that's really cool <laughs> That's really cool. Um, For like your internships and stuff, did you have a requirement within your major of like having internships um, for a class credit or was it something that you did on your own? It was on my own. I'm actually like really just, that's something I'm proud of that I was able to use my Instagram to get those roles because it's weird looking back and realizing like I didn't use any of my school resources to get those roles. Wow. I mean, that, that I mean, that is really cool, though, because that's usually not the case at all. But the fact I that you kind of had this platform to do that, um, did you have to get to a space of, I don't know, like, how would I say, like, did you have to get to a space of becoming like comfortable to do it? Or were you like, 
I'm on it. And I think this is going to, you know, make me really unique in the application process. Oh, I have a little story about that. Okay. The first time I applied to for publishing internships was around August 2020. I applied to Macmillan, Mm -hmm. didn't hear back at all, very much expected that. So I had to like, you know, reverse my steps and think about it. And I ended up, I mean, I had no office experience. I had never had a part-time job. Like I was very much sheltered Mm -hmm. in that case in my teen years because I didn't drive and I live in a suburb. So I just, I wasn't, I wasn't able to work. So every, every, everything that I, like my resume was just like my Instagram. So after like, once the pandemic happened, I spent that summer getting remote internships off of LinkedIn for just like little startups that okay. would ex- that would accept me. So I was I did two unpaid internships for uh, startups. One was like a we'll say like a medium Instagram stuff, and the other one was more like tech related. And that was I got that from like Studygram. I don't know how well you know my account, but I also have a little bit of a study gram aspect. Oh, I to know. It. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that. So that actually gave me a little bit experience working with working under other people. And that helped me build up towards my publishing internships. So I had wow. the in, so I had the Instagram, which was the, the book side, and then I had my unpaid internships, which was more corporate side. And that yeah. was just sort of that was like a nice coalition that I was able to use to actually like build my resume. And then by 2021, I actually started getting some success applying for publishers. Wow, that's that's awesome. And I love <laughs> like how you kind of like followed those steps. I hope hopefully <laughs> our listeners can get a lot from it because you know, like it's it's really not uncommon to like apply for an internship and you're like, I really want it, but it's like with this big name, you know, like whatever. And then it's just like radio silence and you're like, well, I guess I'm not the right fit, but it's like, no, like you can be. So um, especially like during, you know, I wasn't really in the same boat as you, like especially during, um, you know, like 2020, like in the pandemic, like that was the time that I was supposed to like be doing tons of internships and just like really getting ready for like my final year and a half of college and like everything went remote. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I just started applying for like a lot of remote stuff and I was able to do things. And that, you know, kind of informed like a little bit of what I do um, now. But I like that you kind of took those steps and then, um, you know, like went back to it. Because, you know, I mean, it would be really easy to get discouraged, but you had a plan, Jill, and that's awesome. <laughs> um, I am curious to know if you remember when you, like, discovered Bookstagram. Yeah, okay. So before I actually joined Bookstagram, I had a, a bookish meme account. Oh, cool. In 2013. Like, I would make memes about... I would make memes about like Hunger Games, Divergent, The Maze Runner, you know, yeah. all the, the dystopian books that we loved at the time. Yes, Actually, yes. we probably could find it. It's still like it's still there because I lost the password, but I'm not sharing username. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was sort of my first experience with like bookish social media. And mm-hmm. Bookstagram was like a natural progression. I just stumbled upon photos of books around like around like summer 2014. Yeah. That's really funny. That's really funny. Like, also, it's it's very relatable of like having an old account that you like can't find the password to. Because before I had a bookstagram, I had like a like a fan like a bookish like fandom just like account. Mm-hmm. So I would like make like edits <laughs> for the fandom. same yes for the same like 
um series that you mentioned like divergent <laughs> like hunger games but it was like edits like I wasn't posting like bookish photography or anything but from yeah. there I found bookstagram and my my life just like changed I was like I really want to have my own account doing this so I abandoned the other account I had like multiple too or maybe I had multiple usernames because I can't even find the account. It's it's definitely still up and out there somewhere. <laughs> and then and, and then Bookstagram came around and I was like, I, I really want to do that. And so there, there we go. Um, but th- that's really cool. And I like that we kind of both found it around the same time because oh, yeah? 20, let me tell you, 2014 Bookstagram was a different world, was it not? It was so different. <laughs> It was like Instagram itself, I feel like wasn't like people's main social media at the time. So it was its own, it was its own little world. Um, but it's it's so great that you still have um, your same account and you can kind of see, you know, how far you've come and how it's helped you in your professional life. Because mm-hmm. how cool is that? <laughs> um, so what's like, you? what do you think, transitioning a little bit, what is like a skill or something that you've learned from either studying English or just from your internships that you've done that has like stuck with you the most? You, what do you say? It, from studying English in academia, I'd say media literacy is the biggest skill mm. that I've taken away. Obviously, like books and news stories aren't exactly the same. Right. But my English studies, like a big part of its foundation was critical analysis. Yeah. And I'm sure you've heard those memes about like the English teacher who sees blue curtains and is like, it's, it stands for depression. <laughs> yes. I, I like the idea that you can read between the lines and, you know, read into symbolism. I think it's really important when you're just, yeah. especially with like all the misinformation online, just totally. being able to under understand beyond the surface level is like really important. Yes, I would. I would really agree with that. And I feel like that is a skill um, that has also stood with me the most from studying English because, you know, it's so easy to like just read something and kind of take it as fact or like not really, I don't know, get like what the author's intent is, like whether Mm -hmm. for good or for bad or whatever. So just kind of being able to make up your own mind about what it is you're consuming is a huge thing that I feel like studying English has um has totally taught me as well. So I totally agree with that. Um, For sure. Transitioning a little bit to talk about your reading life. I know we've like discussed Bookstagram a little bit, but now I'm super curious to know what are you currently reading, if anything? Yeah, so I just started reading You Don't Have a Shot by Raquel Marie. Okay. Uh, She's the author of Ophelia After All, which was one of my favorite YA books of 2022. Oh, good. Uh, you I, don't have a, sh- a shot. I could explain a little bit about it. Okay, it's, yeah. It's like a sapphic love story between these two teenage soccer rivals. Um, I only just started it, but I'm just really excited and I love it so far. Good. That's awesome. I feel like YA um, contemporaries, like when you find like the right one for you that just like checks all your boxes, like I feel like there's not really a greater feeling. It's like when you like watch a Netflix show that's you know, you're like, oh, I'll just, I'll watch this random Netflix show, but then it ends up having so many like tropes or whatever that you love. I feel the same way about yes. um, YA Contemporary. <laughs> um, I feel like I've heard of this author, so I'm going to have to look into that book. Yeah, she's, I wouldn't, I don't know if she's exactly, I mean, I guess she's like a bookstagrammer. She's hmm. adjacent to the community. So okay. I think she'd be really interesting. And I love her. I love her first novel. So. Okay, cool. Um, 
on the book or for the books that you read, do you rate them or review them? Yeah, I rate rate every book that I read. Um, I use Goodreads, but I don't usually review I'm reviewing, explicitly reviewing for a publisher. And sometimes, it, very rarely, I'll actually post reviews on Instagram these days, mm-hmm. just because they they tend not to do very well. They don't do like well. really unless they're like really popular. So I tend to I tend to do like annotation posts, and that's mm. the review. That's the review because annotations do really well right yeah. now on Bookstagram. They do. They really do. <laughs> I I actually kind of love seeing like this such like how the trends on Bookstagram uh, come and go, because I feel like you just blink and like one day, like this is like the new trend. So I love like watching the, like not only watching the reels of the annotations, but like seeing people's like slideshow, um, you know, or that's not a slideshow, carousel posts carousel, of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's really cute and fun. So you kind of use that as, um, you were like sort of like review to kind of give give yeah. your your audience an idea on what you thought. That's that's I think it's actually a really interesting way of doing it because um I love reviewing books. I love reviewing books so much. That's why I was just like I need to put them somewhere and I started like putting them all on my blog instead of like only on Instagram or only on Goodreads because it's true like people mm-hmm. people I mean even me like on Instagram how often am I am I actually going to read like a really long caption? Not very often at all. So you got to know your audience um, for sure. So actually, you, you, oh, I, um, I was going to say I had an experience kind of similar to that. I used mm. to write I used to write on a book blog, mm. but I actually like abandoned it about three years ago. And oh. because I just like I just got tired of writing blog posts mm. and it, it it reinforced the idea that I don't want to go into editorial ah. because like that's so funny that you know edit edit editors are such a big part of like the the view of publishing and I was right. like wow I actually hate this yeah that <laughs> I don't was like good. writing long posts <laughs> right it was good that you kind of like realized that in yourself <laughs> from that because that's all blogging is and it's true like that's all <laughs> you know that was like editing was gonna be um, mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of great that you kind of found your own niche through through it. Like first it was like through um Bookstagram and like marketing and working with publishers. And you were like, but I mm-hmm. also have a blog, but the blog isn't really giving me the same, you know, yeah. like passion. Uh so it kind of shows you the different the different sex people. Like like exactly Bookstagram has levels. There are so many things <laughs> that you can like take away from it, as Jill has has taught us today. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that you use uh, Goodreads. So are you like an avid Goodreads user for your ratings or do you sometimes just rate books and put it on um, Instagram only? I use Goodreads a lot. Um, okay. I Yeah, Instagram, I just don't, I don't always review on there. So mm-hmm. I'd say Goodreads is probably the best place to find out like what I thought of a book. I like mm-hmm. doing like, I like to do one-liner reviews that are like, memes you know memes okay, or say yeah. I'll, be, I'll be like this book ruined my life and that's like my review <laughs> that's the review and that tells you all you need to know <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that so um where do you get most of your book recommendations what you say definitely Instagram because mm. I'm spending so much time on there yeah I I used to get recommendations from book Twitter but honestly it's like really fallen off since mm. somebody bought it so mm, yeah <laughs> Twitter in general, I haven't been on Twitter in years, but 
from the outside, you know, from the outside <laughs> looking in, I see that it's just, it's not really the same. It's, it's, a, it's a dumpster fire over there. Mm. But I still, I still pop on sometimes to see what's yeah. going on. Yeah, to kind of dip your toe in the water. I see. Um, I get a lot of my book recommendations from Instagram too. Um, for you, do you feel like you get it more from like other content creators that you follow or from like publishing companies with like new books coming out? Definitely people that I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that I get a lot of my recommendations from Instagram, I'm also kind of saying that I'm getting a lot of reviews from BookTok, even though I'm not on TikTok. Oh, because it's just- yeah. Obviously, there's such a huge exchange between the platforms now. They're honestly totally. insep- inseparable. I follow so many big book talkers on Instagram. So I'm basically yeah. always seeing their content. And I, it's it's weird because I'm like on the outside, but I also feel like I have such a good idea of what mm. happens on book talk. It's, it's an interesting phenomenon. It, it really is. And I like what you said about how like the two are almost inseparable now because I feel like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that too. Like I'm. I'm not on TikTok. I gave BookTok like a good try last summer, but I just kind of gave up on TikTok. In in I did. I gave it a good try. Um, but I I kind of just gave up on TikTok. I didn't really like having like another app that I was spending way too much time on. So I decided to just like not be on TikTok at all, which was fine because I felt like I was still seeing so much of what was happening on like TikTok in general and on like BookTok on Instagram because of Instagram reels. Um, And I know that like technically you're not supposed to like post like your actual TikToks as an Instagram reel. Like you need to like make it its own reel, but you get what I mean? Like the same thing. I was still getting the same, you know, like hype books and like conversations and stuff from there. (laughs) Yeah. Does anybody even follow that rule? Because I swear it's it's like same day posting, reposting TikToks. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they follow it or not. I know I've definitely posted like some of the TikToks that I made at that time, but I just kind of reworked them as a reel um, mm-hmm. because I was like, I don't know why <laughs> they're saying that you shouldn't do it. But maybe it's just because of the competition between the two. But it's kind of cool to see um, how, I guess, like Instagram has responded and like changed because of um like this other community like that was book talk because now since they are so enmeshed like I mean if someone's gonna have if someone's gonna have any kind of like bookish I don't know like platform at all they're gonna have an Instagram and whether they call it a bookstagram or not like you're still kind of gonna be a part of the bookstagram community so exactly yeah that's just like kind of how that works um I think that's all the questions that I had for you. Yeah, that's that's really it. And um, thank you so much for all of your very thoughtful responses and, um, you know, just the the kind of insider info on Bookstagram. Hopefully our listeners can get a lot of good info from that. And if you're thinking about starting a Bookstagram, I feel like this episode is probably, you know, this is this is the sign saying that you should just go ahead and do it. Exactly. I've had it for about eight and a half years now, so... I feel like I have a lot of experience that I can contribute. Yes, definitely. And you contributed a lot in this episode today. You know, I <laughs> thank you. I feel like Instagram um, is such a fun, like, well, specifically Bookstagram, it's just like such a fun place to be. Like, even if I'm not like constantly making content, like I just, I love being a spectator of the community because, yes. you know, it's really special to me. And it's probably because I've also been in it a long time like you. So 
thanks again, Jill, for all the good info. And um, thanks to our listeners as well. And that was our interview. Speaking with Jill felt so surreal as I have been a follower of her account since I discovered Bookstagram all those years ago. So thank you so much to Jill for being on the show. I really appreciated her insight on utilizing her account as a professional tool and just how her platform continues to inform her career interests. I'll have it linked down in the show notes, so make sure you go give her a follow on Instagram. Thanks for listening to Diary of an Ex-English Major. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow the show on your chosen podcast listening platform, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and follow the podcast Instagram at Diary of an Ex-Ing Major. That's E-N-G. And I'll see you all soon.